Welcome to Sports, 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 the 10 to 14 day quarantine of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight, the M-Dash. More than a pause, but not quite a full stop. Big city sack. Hey, how's it going? Sack <laughs> And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Hey, guys. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 205. We think, oh. right? Yeah. No, yeah. it's pretty pretty sure. Pretty sure. Okay. Give or take. Give yeah. or take. Yeah. How are we? I mean, how are you? You you still sound terrible. I feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Our main got, concern is you. Yeah, because you've got long COVID, right? I've got yeah, I've got the long COVID. No, I don't have. As far as I know, I don't have the real COVID. It's like a it's like a COVID offshoot. Uh, oh, I have I've COVID tested. Twenty one. I've tested negative. Based on your personal beliefs, you don't have COVID. Exactly. Yeah, it was a personal decision. I decided yeah. not to have COVID. Uh, I tested negative last week, but I went to the doctor to figure out what's wrong with my sinuses, and they wouldn't let me in. They said I needed to get a negative COVID test. I was like, good to go. Got one of those. And they're like, yeah, but it's got to be a PCR COVID test, not the rapid COVID mm. test. And then they told me, if I if I have it, that not to come back, <laughs> and to quarantine. We don't want to see you around here. Right, and to quarantine for ten days from the time of my first symptoms, where will be tomorrow, Thursday is when I'm finally able to get the test. It will have been ten days since first symptoms. So if I find out I got it, then my quarantine will be over. <laughs> uh, How long does a sinus infection take to just clear up on its own? About the Is same. About the same amount Yeah, of time? about the same amount of time. They were like, if it's a sinus infection, we can't do anything for you. We recommend over-the-counter. Uh, if, you, if you're negative, we recommend you quarantine for 14 days, which seems backwards. Like, why would I quarantine longer for a negative test than a positive test? Yeah. Uh... So it's been a real mess. It's been a real mess. I don't have a fever anymore. So hey, positive. That's uh, good. I still feel pretty, pretty down. Which you know, I think the best part of that is uh, now that we're all work from home all the time. It just means everyone expects you to work sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no. Time. Yeah, like s- sick days are a thing of the past. Snow days are a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It's a big old bummer. Right, right. I think just generally I feel like a child because uh, all of my symptoms feel like childlike symptoms. Like a fever seems like a childlike yeah. symptom. I don't think an adult should. I think you said it best, uh, Sack, when you said, haven't we aged out of fevers? Like, yeah, that's what it feels like. I feel yeah. like I should have aged out of a fever. This yeah. should never happen. Fevers? Ear infections, mm-hmm. sunburns, mm-hmm. tummy aches, hiccups. <laughs> Hiccup, oh yeah, hiccups is a, definitely on that. Crowd person with every it. time it's like this. This shouldn't be happening. <laughs> this can't be. This is. I'm almost yeah. forty. I should not be having the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, but yet, here we are. How are you guys? Yeah. Better. Than you. Well, thank yeah, you. Same. Yeah, same. Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, we had a we had a, uh, the trifecta of of seasonal warnings today. We had a heat advisory. Oh, nice. We had an air quality warning. Uh huh. And we had a high pollen warning. Ooh. Hmm. Which is just you know an excuse not to go outside. Uh, so th- we do have a little bit of an allergy flare up in the house. Uh. But other than that, I feel fine. And I'm just taking some Benadryl here and there and, and, and surviving. So not so bad. So, How so are you was awake? It, yeah. I can't do that. I can't. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't function Benadryl right now. Benadryl doesn't really affect, affect me that much. Mm. I don't know. Well, I'm, a, I'm a super taster. <laughs> so I don't right. know if sure. that's. That makes well, a yeah. difference. I mean, you have heightened senses across the board. Yeah. The, the red 40 hits you different. Mm-hmm. Right. You think that's that, gotta be. Yeah. 
I take the tiny pink ones and the tiny pink Benadryls and I break them in half and take half of one and it still knocks me out. Oh wow! Yeah, I take the clear ones. They don't. They don't taste good when you break them in half. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, they might taste fine to you. I don't know. To me, to people like me, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, they taste pretty terrible. But I guess that's not really the point, though. Yeah, it's not really for the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really why they. Yeah. Why Benadryl well, is around. That is true, but. Once we had the technology to make Flintstone chewables, mm. oh. why wasn't that added to every pill ever manufactured yes. after that point in time? That's a very why can't good it all be chewables? point. Yeah. Yeah. Not that those are the best flavor ever, uh-huh. but yeah, no. you're right. But as far as pills go, not too shabby. Why aren't all pills gummies? Is that what we're? Is that is that the official I mean, sports 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 take? I think that's the, the yeah, the, the realized evolution is why aren't all things gummies? All things. Yeah. Well, can, doesn't it, isn't it kind of like self-evident when you consider how delicious and quickly popped a bunch of Flintstone vitamins are, gummy vitamins are? Like, now mm-hmm. turn that into, oh, I don't know, aspirin? Yeah. The, the, I, I, I was going to say, there has been there have been times where I'm like, you know, I could go for just a little bit of sugar, a little bit of sweetness right now. I'm like, I'll just take a fiber chewy because it's also, you know, I probably need some fiber anyway. And then I think that is a very slippery slope to just like. It's a slippery slope. Having adults. too much, having yeah. way too much fiber. Yeah. No, I mean, you know. We could always stand to have a little bit more fiber. Yeah, yeah. can you have too much fiber? I don't think you can have too much fiber. I think yeah. there's, a, there's a tipping Sir, point. Sir, yes. <laughs> most assuredly. Why don't you eat a whole bag of uh, baby carrots and get back to me? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, or a whole bag of prunes. Did that when I was like eight years old and haven't done it since. Yeah, so that's what we're looking at with this whole, uh, if, all, yeah. if all medicine were gummies. Okay, that's a fair point. So I I retract my all medicine being gummies, but all pills should be chewable. I'll stick by that. I think, yeah. I think most could be. Well, I guess you can chew any pill. All of them should not taste like, they they should all taste like Flintstone vitamins. (laughs) Yeah, if chewed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It should taste like frozen pixie sticks. I can chew just about anything. Yeah, exactly. What about like, um, or like, or the or the stick and the um, the fun dips. That's always yeah. Delicious. I mean, there's oh, yeah. bubble tape. There's so many formats that your medicine <laughs> could come in that we don't that we're just are just completely neglected. What about those Listerine tabs? The like you yeah. Those, the, oh, uh-huh. the melt on your tongue deal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't more things like that? There that seems like the way of the future. Yeah, there aren't enough medicines that dissolve in my mouth. Some snus. We could get some <laughs> snoozify some medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, want, I want some medicine I just tuck under my lip for yeah. a while. Yeah. It's like a, a niacin tablet, right? Like just stick it under your mouth and let it dissolve, right? Yeah. You need now, a if, slow release vitamin C. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, slow, if, slow, <laughs> slow release Aleve. If anyone from the pharmaceutical industry is listening, we're sorry. Uh, first off, well, <laughs> if you if you're looking for some big idea, uh, folks, I mean, yeah. I I for one, uh, you know, make me make me a deal, and uh, yeah, might make a career change. Um, Can't you just walk down the street? Lily's right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, that, that's what, if anyone who works for Lily is listening. I have some big ideas for you. You know, I think generally there's a fine line between thinking outside the box and a dumb idea. And this podcast, it tends to find that line and walk it. Yeah. Yeah, and, perfectly. Uh, yeah. And uh, with grace and a plum. I, I, I don't know if. No, yeah. you've, no plums for you. Yeah. yeah. The, That's true. Those are just undried prunes. We've yep. learned. <laughs> yeah. We're better now. Yeah. Learn your lesson. Yeah. Danger, danger. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We're still doing this podcast, and I, again, I'm, if you're in the pharmaceutical industry or otherwise, I'm, st- I'm so sorry. But here we are. We find ourselves together again. We might as well do what we do every week. 
and ask the simple question. Hey, Rowdy, how about some sports? How about it? Hey, uh... <laughs> Thanks for the high tea. I needed that just now. <laughs> yeah, you did real strong. You know, yeah. you, know what? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what has been a highlight of this year? All of the horse talk. <laughs> and we want to continue that because it has been a pretty big week for horses. And yeah. this is also some, you know, some somewhat local news here as well. Um... What's 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 going on? So right here in uh, beautiful the beautiful Midwest and uh, the Kentuckyana region, Lower Indiana as I like to call it, Kentucky, a two-year-old filly named Bold and Bossy was able to escape uh, and start running along U.S. forty-one, a major highway in between the two states. Uh, What ended up happening is she was. On her way to the starting gate at Ellis Park in Henderson, Kentucky, and she kicked off uh, the jockey and just began running while being chased by humans. Now, I don't know how much you know about horses, but generally they're thought to be faster than humans. Otherwise, the Kentucky Derby wouldn't have them. Uh, I think that is the rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she ran off the track over a levee onto US 41 and ran while trainer. she was being chased by her trainer, uh, police who I believe were in cars, which I, I, I find this to be the hardest part of the whole story to understand because a, a horse has one horsepower. And these cars had at least 400 horsepower. So they should have been 400 times faster than a horse. (laughs) At minimum. (laughs) But were somehow unable to corral her and catch her. For two miles, this horse ran down the highway. (laughs) Two miles. Yeah, and it knocked knocked its horseshoes off, right? Lost two horseshoes along the way. Yeah. Yeah, so she was... She was 50% shoeless and was still able to, uh, to, to avoid capture by a bunch of grown people. Uh, she was finally caught because she uh, started, to cra- started to cramp up. Leave <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. that Gatorade. Yeah. So I think, do they, uh, right before the race, the, mm-hmm. do they not fill these horses with some sort of liquid? Or are they pretty well dehydrated when they step up to the line? Because two miles for a horse doesn't seem like a long way. I mean, what's the Kentucky Derby? What, a mile and an eighth? Mile and a half track? No idea. Yeah, I think that's right. So, Is that right? It seems like she should have been able to run longer, if not for her, her cramping. May have pulled something. Uh, well, I think also running on asphalt or concrete probably isn't can do like is an ideal state for a horse especially only half shoed yeah i think there are some things like you know yeah uh, it, it probably reached a certain point where it's like that could be but yeah i i would also imagine that they run horses pretty close to like i mean i have no idea but if you're about to run you don't drink like a bunch of water just before the sprinting as hard as you can for a mile. I do. The fastest I move is <laughs> if I have to pee. <laughs> well, right. But there's time between drinking and having to pee. Is there? Is there? You have to time that. Well, out. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, like half an hour maybe. So you got to time it out for sure. But I would think that this horse had it. I mean, we're. See, seems like something they could have planned out, but. They said the other problem was the blinders. Yeah. That they're, that they're I mean, yeah, because this horse, if you watch the video of the horse running, I mean, it's got its full gear on. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, sh- it was right before its first race ever. Yeah. yeah. She just I mean, this horse right was, this, this, she, she was yeah. born in 2019, so she's she, basically a toddler. Uh-huh. So, I mean, a fast, a very fast uh-huh. athletic very fast, toddler. Strong yeah. toddler. Yeah. Yeah. So she made it back safely, finally corralled. Uh, but then the, the next day, uh, the barn she was being housed in, stable, what's, what do you call it? 
boarded in, caught on fire. Yeah. Uh, and left her with burns huh. on her neck and on other parts, which I don't know what that means. Huh. Kind of, kind of feels like <laughs> non-committal as far as anatomy goes, but. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So she. Oh, by the she way, she was she was the what, only horse injured. Uh, no, no one else was injured. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you know how much it how much how much liquid it took to rehydrate her after her little run? No. Ooh, Thir- Thirty liters. That's almost. Wow. That's like huh. ten. That's almost ten gallons. Yeah, that's is, a lot. Yeah, thirty liters of fluid. Yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, I mean that's how you, you pee yeah. like a racehorse. Yeah, probably. Because you're drinking you know. that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean you specifically. Yeah. Right. Um, you Snoop. So that's this is all really weird. This was a big weekend for uh, Bolden Bossy. Bolden Bossy. Yeah, she she's made quite an impact in the Henderson, Kentucky area. Yeah. Uh, just in two days, it's. I I think it. She she's clearly, an athlete. If she's able to, uh, evade, and outrun a group of humans. Yes. Mm-hmm. In cars. Yeah, and then I mean she's a gamer because immediately the next day she gets burned, and yet she's still here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Well, and I think you you brought up a good point when we were chatting about this before the show. It's almost like she knew the fire was coming. Oh yeah. And she and she was right. she was like disaster is about to strike. I'm out of here. I need to get out of here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, she read the tea leaves. Yeah. She knew it was written on the wall and she was trying to avoid that. Yeah. And I think also it's also fun. I mean, we've talked about, I think we've talked about horse names before. Um, it seems they're all pretty ridiculous, but f- of all the horses to have done this and experienced <laughs> not one, but both of these things, it's Bold and Bossy. Yeah, Bold, Bold and Bossy, daughter yep. of Str- Bossy. Strong Mandate and Happy Birthday Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was, I'm looking at her pedigree chart. She is the, let's see, so that's, Dad, grandpa, great grandpa. Wait, dad, grandpa, great grandpa, great great grandpa. <laughs> this is definitely how they do it. Yeah. Great great grandpa. So her great great grandpa is also her great grandpa. And her great-great-grandma is her great-great-grandma twice. What? So, so northern, so northern, northern dancer is her, I guess, great, sorry, great-great-great-grandma on (laughs) her mom and dad's side. Yeah. That's northern dancer. This is the worst Ancestry.com commercial ever. (laughs) And in reality, in reality was, uh, is her great 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 grandpa on her dad's side and her great great grandpa on her mom's side i assume everyone else that's listening is counting along with the greats on their family yeah like yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> man what horse horse relationships are weird and yeah from what i can tell i mean she's only a toddler so i don't think she's married yet but really um, <laughs> i don't think she's married no no <laughs> which is a thing that we found out about yeah yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she knew that this was happening. Uh, I think she was was tipped off by her uh, future self. Yeah, that's the only real explanation. The only real explanation is that that a time traveling horse came back and told her that she needs to get out because danger yeah. is 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 in her future. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, no other explanation. Yeah. That makes sense. Animals. To me. Yeah. Animals can well. Some animals, but maybe if your great if your great great grandparents are all inbred, maybe that does something to you. I don't know. Yeah, that's the key to unlocking time travel. Yeah. yeah. Please don't tell me that. <laughs> I mean, Caroline is gonna be one of the Carolines is gonna be the first to be traveling through time. Uh, 
So where did her name come from? I still don't understand how the naming convention um, works. I don't know. I mean, there's not really, there's no, no one else that has. So for example, like her dad is strong mandate. Strong mandates. Mother was, strong was cl- mandate. clear mandate. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's different things like that. And then like happy birthday, baby, her mom, her dad is successful appeal and successful appeals. Dad was valid appeal. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, there were two hers in that sentence that were referring to different horses. hmm Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm all lost. And then her, so Strong Mandate's well, how, how dad was Tiz, Tiz now, Tiz now, the son of C's Tizzy, the son of Tizly, the son of Tizna. <laughs> And now See, they're just, at this point, you've had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, horse, horse names are fascinating. It's amazing that you can find this online, too. Like, the, the records are probably more... Oh, they go are, back. Are I mean, they go, they go back. Like, I can trace back to, you know, what? the Is 18... Is database that you're on? Oh, no, this is going back to the 1700s. Yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, I can, you're, yeah, you're right. I can trace back... This horse is... I can trace back Bolden Bossy's ancestry further to, than I can trace back my own ancestry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to... Uh, back to old uh, Spanker from Great Britain from 1670. Oh, old Spanker. <laughs> I think that's my uh, great, great-grandfather's name, too. Yeah. Old Spanker. What a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good on her. I'm glad she got loose. I'm sorry she got burnt. She is an honorary Hoosier, at least for the day. So yeah, she, she just wanted to. She just wanted to check out what it's like to live in a state yeah. that works. She just wanted to get out of Kentucky, which is a very common thing. <laughs> exactly. No offense, yeah. A little offense. I don't know, yeah. man. I've been down to the region you're from by the Ohio River. I think the Kentucky side's a little bit better than your side of the river. Mm. First of all, it's called the sunny side of Louisville. It's not the sunny side of Southern Indiana. Okay, Falls of the, o- the Falls of the side. Ohio. Yeah. Is cool. Fantastic. You go fossil fossil hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, we got knobs. Got the knobs, I guess. There's no knobs in Louisville. Y- yeah, that's true. That I know of. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you guys want to talk well, about a different headline? Is that yeah, enough sure. horses, or you guys have any other other thoughts there? Okay. Well, I just uh, think she thought the grass was greener over here, and that makes sense because she was leaving the bluegrass state. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it. That's it. I'll That's let, all I have. Yeah, That's let, what we needed to stick around. It's for. fine. I'll yeah. edit that part out. Um, <laughs> all right. Next thing, the NCAA sees new alliances forged. What's? I mean, I don't care about this. So you guys can talk about That's it. That's right. So the big news, uh, big city, big city. Adam, do you want to do you want to talk about this? Uh, I mean, we can talk about it. All right. It, it, it's funny because it feels like. It feels like this happened just so they could have a story about it, mm-hmm. and that is as much planning as they put into it. Uh-huh. So the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 have formed very sarcastic air quotes an alliance uh-huh. um, in sort of response to the uh, teams leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC and the SEC getting stronger. So, but... Beyond saying that they've had an alliance and effectively it's been referred to as a handshake agreement, mm-hmm. that's pretty much all it is. Right. It's all it's just saying, hey guys, we see the SEC doing stuff, we're going to stay cool, and we're committed to each other. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. They call it a collaborative approach surrounding the future evolution of college athletics oh. and scheduling. <laughs> So what yeah. what it is is very unclear. If you read the act, the uh, the press release, they call it a historic alliance, bringing together forty one world class institutions together on a collaborative approach. What that is is again very unclear. They all re- it says they remain competitors, but they're looking at student athlete mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support strong academic experience and support, diversity, equity, and inclusion, social justice, gender equity, future structure of the NCAA, federal (laughs) legislative efforts, postseason championships, and future formats. It feels like 
it's a press release written by a bot. Yeah. Like, we put in all of the jargon that we use. I'm surprised Synergy wasn't included more often <laughs> yes. in that statement. Yeah. It's like, stability, cooperation, opportunity. <laughs> right. it's like, but these don't, none of this means anything. And right. all the pull quotes, I think, from, from people uh, who were involved were like, we're really at the beginning stage of this. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, there are still some unanswered questions here. Right. Okay. Great. And it just, it feels like even everyone involved is just kind of like, yeah, I mean, we're here. It's cool. Yep. We're friends. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, hey, we all got a room, and we're going to write about it, and we've agreed to agree to something in the future. Yes. <laughs> At some point, we will agree. Right. Just so you awesome. know, we're united. <laughs> that's all that they said that's like it. which is we def- are on the same page we are all on we the don't same know page what here. page or what book we're what in. book doesn't matter but we have agreed <laughs> i'm gonna start doing this like for everything uh, guys good well for the book example is like kind of perfect like guys i'm glad i brought you all here let's all agree to start a book club great what book well got a little too far there let's slow our roll yeah let's all agree Pump the brakes a little yeah. bit yeah. What day do you want to meet? I think that sounds like details, and we're not ready to hash those out yet. So they say there's going to be a scheduling component for football uh, and for basketball, uh, which yeah. is designed to create new interconference games, enhance opportunities for student-athletes, and optimize the college athletics experience for both student-athletes and fans across the country. Ugh. What that is, Chris. we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we haven't considered any of the logistics about flying college students all across the country at any given time. Right, exactly. But right. we've thought about thinking about it. Yes, yes. And I think part of this has to do with, like, as we've, we've, we talk about ad nauseum on this, is you have a lot of these conferences that are going into uh, TV deal renegotiations in the next few years. So they want to align themselves to at least say, look, if you buy the Pac-12 conference package for football, then you are also going to get Big Ten and ACC games, marquee Big Ten and ACC games against these Pac-12 opponents. How many and how often? TBD. But but that... (laughs) Yeah. So this... I think somebody described this as a um, as a non-aggression pact against the SEC. Uh, so basically, like we're going to stay stable because, and we're not going to let the SEC dictate the future of the sport. But they won't. But if you read the the, the press release, none of that about the SEC is is uh, that explicit. It's not outlined there. Right. But, I mean, I think that's what it is. Uh, What I think is most interesting out of any of this is that the Big 12 has essentially been shut out of any conversation at this point. Right. I think that is kind of the interesting thing that, like, yeah, because that was sort of the thing, like, hey, nobody mentioned the Big 12. And it's like, why would they mention the Big 12? And I think a lot of, it seems like a lot of the the conference heads don't know how it will exist in the future. Because it may, I mean... I think we already kind of wrote it off as it, it will be dissolved, and a lot of people have, which may not be the case, but it kind of feels like it might because if they can't get anyone else to join and a few other teams go to these other places, then why do they have to exist? Right, right. And the other thing, the other part to consider is so much of this is surprise, surprise, run on money. If the big, what? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, amateur athletics, who knew? Uh, yeah. If the Big 12 doesn't exist, then then Big Princess has one less contract to negotiate. So they can spread that money out among these other conferences. So it's like, I kind of wonder if the Pac-12, well, I don't know, what are we going to call this alliance? But the Pac-12, Big 10, and ACC said there's blood in the water. We can get paid more if, the, if we come together, freeze out the Big 12, and they kind of they kind of fade away. Now that you know, twenty eight million, thirty five million dollars a year can be spread out against uh, uh, across other conferences as well. 
So there's more money to be made if they stick together, not just because they have a better, uh, a better product, but because they're gonna, the other buildings around them are going to crumble. It's kind of, it's dirty. It's dirty business. Yeah, it, again, I think kind of, we were talking about this last week a little bit, but it just, or, or previously, maybe not last week, but like it, it just feels like, again, none of these, none of these decisions are being made based on competition, uh-uh. or like interesting competition or changing competition. It is just about money and not wanting to like make sure they can hold on to what they have, and maybe get some more. Right. It's, and that's it. Right. That's it's it's not. There's no other benefit to anyone else involved. The student athlete, the the fans or whatever, it's they're they're not even in consideration, which is kind of the frustrating part of all of it. It's just like, well, cool. Now we're just gonna have more conversations about this stuff that doesn't really matter, but it's, it's only financial decisions decisions that are getting made. Right, and the yeah, the the there's going to be better competition in this alliance, but at the service of getting more spots in the expanded college football playoff. Like, now you can say that your strength of schedule is better, especially for those 5 through 12 at-large positions, uh, that your strength of schedule is better than somebody in, like, the third or fourth place team in the SEC. But that's only because there's money involved. It's not because it's a better product at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. And technically that's still based off of preseason rankings, which we talked about last week, are foolish. Uh, what do you think, like, I know this is kind of putting you on the spot, but like, what's, is there any long-term, what, long-term, what does this do? Like, does this, with name, image, and likeness, with the SEC coalescing around their powers, and the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 doing this, like, is this just another step towards the NCAA pulling completely out of college football? What do you see this as, like, what's, what's happening next? Well, I... I mean, yeah, the, the NCAA will continue to become less relevant, I think, as we progress. I think that's just being that, – that writing's been on the wall for a while, like once the name, image, and likeness sort of came about. And now that the conferences are starting to shift like this. And, yeah, I do think part of the alliance is to try to keep things the same. I think eventually it will lead to – you know, two conferences existing, uh-huh. right? It'll be the SEC and whatever else. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. So I think it's just, it's that sort of natural progression. Barring some sort of, like, I, I don't, I can't imagine anything that stops that from happening at this point. Right. I think it's, you know, it's kind of like climate change. You know, we've been talking about how now it's too late. We, the things we were talking about 20 years ago are now we can't make any of those changes to save anything. We're already in it. Right. And it, it kind of feels like that where we're talking about like, well, if this happens or if this happens, we can still save the things that we're used to having. Uh-huh. But it feels like we're at the start of the point where things start to take drastic changes and will slowly sort of evolve into just like two large conferences. The NCAA isn't necessary anymore. Um, and, you know, the only important thing is how much money they make. You know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of of the mind that this actually fortifies the NCAA in some ways. Oh, really? Yeah, and here's, here's why I think that. Because you've taken 60% of the Power 5 schools, 60%? No, no, you've taken, well, I guess it's 60% of the voting. The Power 5 schools have a, are, have a weighted vote in the NCAA, apparently. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that's just what I, I read when all this came out. So you take a bunch of those votes, you take these 41 schools, and then you have, like, the 16 schools in the SEC. Well, if, you, if any of this NIL stuff that's been coming down the pipe holds true, which it's all still the Wild West, or should I say the Wild Southeast, those schools will have an over-emphasized, uh, over-weighted um, view of an NIL, right? Like, if they can say, right. this is how NIL is going to work, then they're going to be able to even, like, get more pipelines of, of, of 
uh, talent into the SEC. So you have more SEC good teams, more voting to say, yes, let's expand the playoffs, let's do it this way, because that will get more SEC teams into the playoffs, and then it just, it kind of like, the machinery will just help the SEC more and more. If you can basically collude from the other three major conferences at this point, say we, now we have a block of voting that can, that can help shape the future of NIL and help shape the future of the conference football or the college football playoffs, that we can all vote together. We've said we're all going to vote together. We're all going to vote as one block against, they'll never say this, but against the SEC. Because if the SEC had their way, it, the <laughs> football would look a lot different, right? So, so as long as the NCAA is kind of around to insulate this from, hap- from, uh, from these teams, um, I, I don't know, the NCAA gives a structure to the way that these decisions can be made. But if the NCAA goes away, and then, then, you're, then you're talking about uh, conferences negotiating against themselves or within their, uh, you know, between each other. So as long as the NCAA and the governance is around them, they can kind of like continue to vote uh, in their interest against the SEC in this sort of alliance. So I, I wonder if it like gives the NCAA some time to actually like figure this out. I don't know, but that's the way I that's yeah. the way I'm seeing it now because now you have a you you have a group of 41 schools that will start to uh, like build their own messaging, and it will probably be in contradiction to whatever messaging is coming out of Charlotte. Yeah. Well, is I think yeah, I think it's also kind of interesting because you know we tend to think about this in a football context. Well, for right now, for sure, because and, that's what we're. Well, yeah, yeah, it's starting soon. Thank yeah. God. But like, or maybe a basketball context. But then after that, it kind of falls off as far as like how in like familiarity with how involved the NCAA is and its usefulness to the smaller sports and that that organization. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see sort of how all the like where all the chips fall and, and yeah. what we're, you know, what we're talking about in ten years and fifteen years and twenty years down the road, um, and to be able to point back to the changes that were made while we were here. Buddy, in twenty point. years we're going to be eating cockroaches if we're still alive. Yeah, protein so. bars, man. Yeah, that's fine with me. We'll all be on that really long train. Right. Yeah. I saw uh, a uh, I saw a uh, uh, cicada get caught in a spider web today full on cicada and the spider was like the size of a size of a quarter yeah and it's right Ooh. in our window so so we've been we were kind of watching it today to see if it came over and ate the cicada i'll i'll give you an update here after the show but yeah yeah it's pretty wait. wild yeah okay that's hey, going to be us that's going to be us in a few years hey uh you guys <laughs> want to talk about milk crates Oh, man, I don't, but let's oh. do it. The challenge is sweeping, the, sweeping nation. the nation. Exactly. The latest TikTok challenge. Uh, basically creating a, a pyramid of milk crates. You, know, you stack milk crates in the shape of a pyramid. You try to walk to the top and then walk back down without the, pier- the, the milk crates like toppling over. Mm-hmm. And when it, when it... Looks like Mario Brothers. When it works, you watch the videos and you're like, that looked pretty easy. And then when it doesn't work, it's just oh, like, man. oh, man, that was the worst fall I've ever yeah. seen. Wait, so time out. Talk about aging out of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You've seen uh, I, you've yeah. seen this uh, this work. I've only seen this work one time, and it was Blue, the mascot of the Indianapolis Colts. I've never <laughs> really? seen anybody else make it over. Yeah. Oh, Have you uh, seen other people make it over? Yes, I saw, I saw a video, I saw one other video where a guy walked up. As he was uh, rolling himself a marijuana cigarette, hmm. made it to the top and then made it back down and lit it. And yeah, he was adored by everyone on his block. Um, 
No, this is. Uh, but then every other video I've seen, it's like you get you get to a certain point. It looks terrible. And yeah. it starts shaking. Now, actually, the guy who yeah. the guy who uh, made the marijuana cigarette, he he made it, he <laughs> he decided to go for a round two. In this second version, he walked up one side of the of the pyramid while a friend of his walked up the other side. They met in the middle and they attempted to rotate on the top crate together. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And they almost they were so like these guys were talented. They were so close to making it and then (laughs) just completely bit it. Um, But yeah, I saw a. um, a quote by an orthopedic surgeon from Mount Sinai Hospital <laughs> who said, it's perhaps even Cha-ching. worse than falling from a ladder. It's very difficult to brace yourself from the falls I've seen in these videos, and they're putting them, they're putting their joints at even higher risk for injury. Except um, for the one guy who was rolling the marijuana cigarette. He did not put his joint at risk at well, all. Well, th- yes, yeah. that's true. He, he, he protected it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty awesome that this is this is a a TikTok trend, as our ERs are just completely full of COVID patients, <laughs> like. <laughs> so yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna you know potentially, I mean you may have to go to the ER it, even if you don't have to go to the ER. There's a there's a good chance that you're gonna. Uh, require what would probably be considered an elective surgery that you're just going to have to sit with for uh, a good amount of time. So yeah, this is uh, I, I love it. It's great. So let's uh, when you so you've seen multiple people make it up and over this thing, and it gets what is it six high? Six. I've high only seen up? one person do it. Okay. Did that guy do? Uh, I've thought a lot about this strategy because you know this is what you do when you see. I see, you know, I see a guy laying a plane. I'm like, that can't be that hard. So uh, <laughs> I could probably do that. That's that's the. Yeah. I mean, we all watched the Olympics. I mean, those tires are huge, so like big old airbags. Yeah, I mean, wow. we all watched the Olympics, and everybody was like, I I could probably jump off that too. Just pull I mean, up the nose. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, did he get to the top? So I noticed that Blue, the only person I've seen make it. He's not really a person. Uh, stepped yep. on the top one and didn't actually transfer his weight. Like, he didn't step up on it, you know? Mm. He just, like... He just kind of moved his leg over just to the like, next one. Yeah, just moved his leg over to the next five deep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of yeah. used it as a pivot point. How did this guy who did it with the marijuana cigarette... I mean, was he just... He huh. he made he made it to the top and he actually stood on the top for he his was seven tall, and what? so he made it, he, yeah he made it to the top and he stood there for a while, and then it and the thing is what happens when you get up to the the highest point of this milk crate pyramid, uh-huh. it starts to wobble like if you don't keep your balance like it starts to wobble. And I've seen somewhere they, they, they're doing fine as they're moving, and then they get to that top point, and then they start, they start to wobble. And once you start wobbling, wobbly, it, wobbly, it just, it just keeps, yeah, you, it, you, the, the, wobble, the wobble keeps you increasing. You can't, you, yeah, you can't correct, and then you're done. So, so, yeah. So I have a question about that. So one thing I think is not being considered as, as much as it should is the surface the crates are on. Yes. Mm. Because I feel like I've seen a lot of these happen in like grass yes. or playgrounds or feet yards, yeah. and it's just like there's there's no way that's flat enough. When Blue did it, it was on a it was on a practice field, which is <laughs> a very flat thing with an artificial surface. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people do it on concrete, which just sounds seems insane to trade on concrete. What was right. marijuana cigarette doing? He was about? doing it on grass. But this I mean, the, I'd still rather do it on grass than concrete, though. No, no, no. I, I well, wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would do it on concrete. And here's why. You commit to the bit. That you're saying, yeah. look, if I'm going to make... I have no doubt in my mind. You know, mind over matter. I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to make yeah. it over this thing. It, I mean, you can, it you still can, can, it it can still wobble. Glass. It can yeah. still wobble. But, I, yeah, I'm not worried about that because I'm going to make it over. I, I go in 100% <laughs> sure that I'm going to make it over. So you could put it... You can put it on whatever you want. I'm making it over. The minute you start putting it on grass because you think 
It'll be softer. You might with, fall. You might, you're going to fall. You will fall. You, you, failure has entered your mind, sir. Failure has entered the conversation, and it's yeah, over. It can't be an option. Yeah, yeah. The wobble starts in your head, and it starts before you take your first step, and it starts with failure. And then it manifests itself. And manif- yes, you did not fall because of the wobble. You fall because you manifested your fall earlier, before yeah. you took your first step. This is but, why. So I would do it on concrete and say, I have no doubt, I'm making it all the way across. And then fall and break my head. But that's not the point. Yeah. The point break is your other I, elbow. I dreamed it, I believed it, and, and then I fell. <laughs> <laughs> that's the important part. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, I mean, back to the point about the, from the, uh, <coughs> from the health professional, it looks painful. Yeah, there's no good way to fall no. because oh, you no. don't know where you're going. No, and, and, then, and a good chunk of your body is falling on one of the corners of these <laughs> crates. <laughs> right, which well, and the crates don't anything. just all collapse or fall over. Some of them, some of them all fall over. Some yeah. of them mostly stay up. So you could catch a corner of a three high, yeah. uh-huh. which is not where you want to catch it. And Mm-mm. yeah, it it just seemed every time I've seen one, like there's no chance mm. I would be in so much pain from all of these falls. And you see their heads snap back. I think one thing that watching sports, especially football, has trained me to do is watch someone's head when they fall. Oh yeah, uh-huh. because of the like the emphasis on concussions and protocols and all that stuff. So you, I seem to look towards that, and all of their head back of their heads are just smacking the ground, and it just sends pain chills over mm-hmm. my body. Yeah. Which is a thing. Yeah. So no, is it a I, sport? Yeah, of course it's a sport. There's no judge involved. It's very clear who won. UV crates. Yeah. Yeah, that's crates. true. <laughs> you do it yeah. you do it or you don't. Yeah, yeah. you do that's, it or you don't. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. Success yeah. or failure. Although the one the one I saw that was uh, a woman that made it up and over, she didn't fall, but she kind of like gracefully as she came down the other side, like after she got over the top, she made it to the second one tier down, and then like the last three steps were very quick. Yeah, yeah. like a I think yes, fall I think that's the key. Go up slow. But it counted. Go up slow. Go down fast. Yeah, and then get yeah. the hell down. Because yeah. I've yeah. seen people try to go up fast. That's not a good. That's not good. No. And yeah, I've seen people try to go down slow. Up. They make it all the way up, and then yeah. they try to go down slow, and they start that wobble. I mean, I so, just think it's a full commit. I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're full send the whole time. It's like uh, our old buddy Reed says, uh, win by 40, lose by 60. And that's going to be the mentality I go in with. <laughs> yeah. I'll put well, me on concrete, I, make sure it's level. I'm going for it. Here's Do the that. other thing. Like, and this may apply to other sports. Like the guy who was, the guy who was uh, uh, making his marijuana cigarette as he, as he, walked up the crates he had something else to focus on so is it like by doing that was he you know not not in his head so much that that i I think that freaked himself out no it's not thank you thank you from him it's not a good point coming from him the guy can't chew and walk right chew gum and walk no exactly well Well, okay yeah he can only focus on one thing at a time that is so but very much to his point if you're trying to balance like if you're trying to stand on one leg Uh and you're just you know you're casually looking about and not focusing or whatever you're it's gonna be harder to do Mm. but like you know i learned this in you know sports practice in like high school or middle school or whatever if you know when you're standing I on one like stretching your legs and, on the yeah high school that's right tonight, yeah. high school athlete don't forget it starting center uh, <laughs> but what what you would do yeah exactly <laughs> starting six foot center yeah. uh, is if you like when you're stretching if you focus on like a blade of grass or a very specific point on the wall and you focus on that rather than trying to keep your balance, mm. you end up keeping your balance. Yeah. So he's focusing on rolling the rolling the marijuana cigarette. Yeah. Oh, it's like being it's like being a doula. So, but this like, all, you, you get you get them. You How don't. Is it like being a doula? Well, so when I was a doula, doulas are falling over all the time. When I was a <laughs> yes, doula, yes. Uh, two two my two children. Uh, is, my wife. This is your only sports my experience. My wife required uh, no anesthesia. Those were those were natural born babies. Not really. Uh, I mean, she, she, you know, she's a trooper. But I gotta say, a lot of it was probably me. 
Sure. Um, sure. I know you. you such I a know. Good doula. I know you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was doing. Was no I was. Choice. You know. I was doing ninety percent of the work. Yeah. I gotta say. Right. Um, but the key is, you just you gotta shift their focus. You can see, like, you can watch on the monitors. You can see, okay, there's a contraction coming. Uh, she's got her eyes closed now. She's just relaxing. But this is going to come. And so then when it comes, it's like, all right, don't close your eyes. Like, you got to look You got to look at me or look at, like, uh, I don't know, the, the hand sanitizer dispenser on the wall. You got to focus on something else. And then you can, yeah, that's. Yeah. Can but I, none of this has to do with the doula. It has to do with the person doing right. the actual effort. But, but this yeah, but, you, but, but, you, but I'm the one who's like, hey, look at that. Which is rarely you in the story. Uh, but, but I'm the one who's like, hey, look at the hand sanitizer. Sure, That's sure, a pretty sure. important job to tell someone to look at hand sanitizer. Right, but you're, yeah, you're, you're providing... Uh, your stupid story actually pointed out something interesting, which is <laughs> you, you've, you've drawn focus away from what's actually happening in the, in the uh, delivery room. And I think the same has been true about these milk crate challenges. And here's what I think is missing is where are all these milk crates coming from? I was that about to ask that. Point. Yes. yes. Where do I've you got find about 10 them? to 15 minutes to talk about milk crates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that, that, that was actually the first thing, especially the double milk crates. So double I, milk crates. So there's like the 12 by 12 milk crates. Those are fine. But then there's like 16 by 12 milk crates. Mm. So they're not truly double, but they, they seem extra extra long. Yeah. And a few of them were using those. And I happen to, you know, I will pick up some crates every now and again when I see them because they serve a purpose and are useful. Where do you see them? Not, they're not easy to come by. Just laying around? Usually usually it's by the school. The school that's just up the street from us, mm. like, throwing throwing them out because they, they don't need mil- many milk crates, so they'll just get rid of them. Mm. Um, and it's common practice in the neighborhood. If you see one, you just pick it up, take it home, and figure out a use for it. Obviously storing stuff. Uh-huh. Obviously outside use. Hopefully not uh, milk. But Yeah, not for milk. Huh. Uh, but what's, but there, there's never a surplus of them just laying around, and that uh-huh. requires a lot of milk crates for this challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, that, is, that, that needs to be investigated by someone. Maybe a Corey correspondent can figure out yeah. where all the milk crates are. We were at a from. playground the other day that just had a bunch of milk crates. What? And we were letting the kids stack them up and climb on them and stuff. I didn't know it was dangerous, but I didn't try it. But How could you? Could this I don't be? Know. A, could just, this it's, be a... I mean, it's just fun because they're just they stack, they stack. It's just like giant blocks. Could this be a government cons- conspiracy? Could the government be dropping Probably. off like surplus crates in low-income neighborhoods? Yeah. Is this the new crack oh. epidemic? <laughs> if it yeah. if it is I mean, if it is, I like it a lot better. <laughs> like this this is maybe the route they should have gone in the first place. Because yeah, it's a physical challenge. <laughs> Even if you anytime ate, somebody like, says physical challenge, I cannot get double dare out of my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's my age, I know, but I hear physical challenge, and all I think is double. Yeah, well, it's your it's you know what it is. It's your pit. age and it's your privilege because it means that you mm-hmm. also had cable. No, I had because yeah, that's true. Because I, did. I didn't, yeah, and so I and, and so cable, I can't really which relate. Is still a privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still a privilege. So yeah, your age and your privilege. <laughs> yeah, the um, fact I had friends is a privilege. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have those either. They used to it's stick true. their Yorkie on me, and I, it chased me home. So, yeah. is that past tense? What? <laughs> yeah, you, last week, I was yeah. trying to meet some neighbors, make some friends. It's hard Actually, to make. I gotta it. say, it's hard to make friends as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true. That part is. I true. mean, truer words. Yeah. That real talk. That's true. Anyway. Yeah, I got. You gotta, guys want to talk about that? You got want to? You want to talk about making friends as adults? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our uh, our our uh, anniversary episode is coming up. Maybe that should be our special anniversary <laughs> episode. <laughs> how, to, how, how to how to make friends as adults? Yeah. Guys, yeah. we have a lot all of... All of the additional friends you have all made as adults. Uh, we got a lot of things <laughs> to cover here, and we don't have... We have, like, four minutes left. Yeah, so you remember how when we, were, when we were listing headlines, Snoop was like, 
guys, we don't have, we don't, a, lot we don't have a we don't have a lot. We don't have yeah. a lot. I'm like, how many do you actually think we're gonna get through? That's here? a good point. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Bear in mind, what do you want to talk there about? There is a lot of time on the front end of this recording. Yeah. You yeah. wanna if memory serves. Yes. You wanna let's, you you tell me what you want to focus no, let's just, on here. Let's just uh let's just drive by these and see see if okay. anything jumps out. J.R. Smith. College okay. boy. Okay. What's next? Nothing. What's next? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no? COVID vaccine That's it. required. We're skipping over it. But you spelled it C E A U X V I D. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's a visual has, gag. Has the freeze been leashed? Hmm. And Tony Hawk Bloodboard. Well, I think we can talk about freeze next week if we need to. Uh, Big City Adam, any, anything jump out here to you? Buddy. Uh, I like the J.R. Smith one. Okay. Just because it's it's kind of wholesome, kind of fun. Okay. J.R. Smith, um, retired professional athlete, winner of championships, is 35 years old. Um, is he, he really only from, 35? Ah, oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. Uh, he went straight from high school to uh, the NBA. Mm-hmm. So he still has, so he, he didn't go to college, and to that point, he still has college eligibility for some sports. So mm. he enrolled at uh, North Carolina A&T mm-hmm. and will be uh, a member of their golf team this year, which is pretty wild. Yep. Um, but he's going to school, and he, he had to register. He has classes. Uh, and I think it's just, I mean, it's not like a fresh take, but it's pretty wild Like if you were a college kid having J.R. Smith in your English class. Uh, or in really in any context in your college in a regular scenario. And it's nice to see, you know, him going back to college, which is kind of something that a lot of pros talk about doing after they retire if they skipped it or, or, or went left early, and he's doing it. So I think that's, that's kind of cool and noteworthy uh, and seems like it would be fun if you're a North Carolina A&T student. Yeah, it'd be unbelievable if I were an A&T student, and I'm just like... Especially because a lot of these things are on Zoom, and so you know you're going out around the room for your icebreaker, and and J.R. Smith is is in your class, like, uh, yeah, I mean this guy this guy and has been in the NBA because he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, that's also awkward. But this guy was in the NBA for almost as long as some of these freshmen have been alive. Like they don't know an <laughs> NBA without J.R. Smith. This is the I, first I, I year that they've know, had an NBA. I don't well, know you wouldn't. With J.R. Smith. Of course. With or without. Right. You don't know an NBA. So he just doesn't like to wear a shirt? Oh, he's always shirtless, yeah. It's kind of his yeah, move. He is shirtless at every opportunity, <laughs> and it is celebrated for being such, which is great. Yeah. He knows how to party. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, he's, he's in his element. J.R. Smith never went to college, but he never actually left either. Good for him. <laughs> is he that good of a golfer? Do you know anything about his golf game? So, I do not know much about his golf game. I mean, it college golf. I mean, even at a smaller school, I think like college golf is still a somewhat serious thing, and our our golfers are usually pretty good at that level. So yeah, I, I don't know if he excels or I don't know where he ranks uh, on the golf team, but it'd be interesting to see. Mm. Can you imagine playing like? Your opponent being North Carolina A and T, and you get paired up with J.R. Smith for eighteen holes. Oh man, that would be the best, wouldn't it? Like that's got to be a that's got to throw everyone off, right? Yeah, maybe that's why they got him. Yeah, just sheer intimidation. Yeah, he's also a foot taller than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is the hilarious? Anyway. Like he can't blend in. Like J.R. Smith on an NBA basketball court is short is one of the shorter players. J.R. Smith at North Carolina A&T is a foot taller than every other student, almost. Yeah. Which is just hilarious to think about. Like, oh, I'm just going to blend in. No. First off, you have tattoos literally to your earlobes. <laughs> Secondly, you're a foot taller than everybody. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I yeah, might. There's not, no, there's not a ton of like six six two hundred and twenty pound college golfers. No, no. I might. Uh, I might enroll at A and T just for this. Yeah. Take a class with them. Get a second bachelor's. Are we done? Let's let's wrap this up. Let's you land think we this. We should plane. wrap it up. Okay. Yeah, that's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank. 
the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Anybody? Nobody? Oh. Uh... Um, did not have anyone. The Taliban? <laughs> Who died? <laughs> no, no, that's a swing hey, well, and a miss. Why don't we make it? Why don't we make it read? Since he's back next week. All right, yeah. Or uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I'm. Uh, he's a weed yeah, man. Kevin now. Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant, the weed man. He's a weed man. All oh, right, now. he's a weed man. He's, he's a, a weed what? Man Aren't we all at heart? What do you mean? Uh, he has he is pro weed. Yeah, he's he's got an endorsement with a weed company now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? <laughs>